Hey there, and welcome to a new episode of Tell Me Your Business. I'm Kim Anderson, your host from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and this is the podcast that energizes everyday entrepreneurs to build successful businesses and the margins of what they value. And today's uh, topic is going to be part of a series that I'm doing that's about speed bumps. And I wanted to dedicate an entire episode um, to building successful businesses in the margins of having kids. So I think that, you know, if you're listening to this and you don't have kids, you, you may want to skip to a new episode or whatever. But I'm putting this one out here for all the women in our community who deal with being an entrepreneur, being a mother, and trying to balance the two things, especially when you have a lot of deadlines um, and you're running into a speed bump with whatever childcare situation you normally have, okay? So I'm talking about like sick kids, kids out of school, school holidays, teacher work days, childcare closes for some reason. Um, and I'm gonna talk about it in two kind of segments. The first segment is really talking about like mindset, like how do we um, keep ourselves going in the midst of dealing with like these unexpected things without getting really frustrated? Because um, I know I have done a personality assessment <laughs> with my good friend Karen Bemis from Moving Towards Better. And one thing that she often reminds me of is part of my personality and the way that I'm wired is that when I'm with my kids, I will feel guilty about not working. And when I'm not with my kids and I am working, I will feel guilty for not being with my kids. So I have this weird catch 22 within my personality that struggles with these two things. And so today I'm just going to talk about ways that I personally have learned to kind of overcome some of the very like just things associated with kids being around when you're trying to work. And I'm also ADHD. Um, so that kind of adds a whole nother level because when my kids are there and there is a regular like interruption of my concentration, it is really, really frustrating on a level that is hard to describe. Um, just because it is so hard for me to start and stop and then figure out where I was when I left off. So, um, if you're a person who really struggles with this, I hope this episode will give you some ideas or remind you of ways to be able to do this if they're not new ideas to you just like just being able to kind of like help you readjust and so like if you are about to start a day um where you're going to be home with your kids maybe you re-listen to this podcast like keep this one in a saved folder or something for yourself um but just as a quick reminder because it's not easy to do when you're a person who is used to having childcare. If you are a person who has, like you're a homeschool parent, I'm going to guess you've already got this stuff nailed because you guys are like resilient most of the time. Like you have already got your systems and things figured out. But for those of us who aren't used to having to work with our kids around, um, it can be very overwhelming and very frustrating at times. Um, especially when it's unexpected. And I, that seems to be the case for me. Like, it's almost like every time I'm like, okay, this week I'm getting back on track and I'm getting back on my routine and I'm going to start doing my time blocks and like all the things are, you know, all my batching is going to happen this week. As soon as that Monday rolls around, somebody wakes up with a fever and they're not going to school. And that is the way that it goes down 
like consistently. And if you're like me and you have more than one kid, you can just bank on that not being one day, but potentially six days, eight days, because once one of them gets it, it's just a matter of time before the other ones get it or even I get it. And so those of you who know what I'm talking about, like the tiny little germ spreading chaos things that happen in our homes, that's all going to happen. And so I want to start by talking about mindset. And then I want to start talking about strategies. So I'm going to start off with the mindset piece. And just hopefully these little nuggets are just personal reminders of reality. Um, And those of you who are more perfectionistic, you're going to probably struggle with this stuff more so than other people just because like, You are a person who pursues the concept of outcomes. Like that's what you want. Like you need to have a feeling of success about what you did that day. Um, And there's a lot of interesting ways to balance that out. If you are a perfectionist by thinking more about, you know, what small defined tasks you got done versus the total outcome of what you were able to get done Um, and just kind of like minimizing those expectations. And so that's like the the biggest number one thing. If you are suddenly going to be home with your kids and you are a business owner is, or if you're going to even, if you have a brick and mortar business and suddenly your kids are going to be there all day, your expectations are going to have to be lowered, like period. Whatever you expected to do that day is going to, no matter what, have to be changed. And so much, I think, of the frustration that we feel is rooted in expectations that we really set for ourselves. Like, like as business owners, as entrepreneurs, like we're setting our own bar. Um, If you have a service-based business or something like that, and there are external expectations from a client or something else, you know, you may need to be very direct and honest with that client and say, hey, like all intentions of doing this, however, you know, my child is home today or my child is sick today or whatever. Whenever I have kids at home unexpectedly and I have mastermind uh, calls or I have coaching calls, I tell my clients, I say, hey, like my kids are home and I'm just gonna let you know right now, like there could be a loud shouting match happening in the background where someone stole somebody's cookie or whatever it is. Um, Somebody popped off somebody's LOL head. I don't know. These are the things that they deal with. Um, But I just let them know right away, like, there's a possibility that I may need to pause this if something's going wrong or awry. And I think being upfront about that, being upfront about understanding that your expectations for yourself have to be lowered or letting your client know this has to be lowered for today is really important because if you don't adjust those expectations either mentally or verbally with someone else, then you're going to push yourself into frustration throughout the day because you just aren't going to get done what you need to get done in most cases. Um, So let's talk about some more mindset things. Not only do we need to lower our expectations, but you know, it's, it's just knowing that across the board, if you have children, they will get sick. They will have a day off of school and you know that you're probably gonna get less done. Um, Sometimes though, like when my kids are sick, they're passed out. So sometimes it actually works out to where it's not that bad. Um, they are, you know, asleep or getting over their fever or whatever. So they actually don't bother me as much. It just tends to be like when they're out of school or something that there's a lot of chaos in our house. 
the other thing you need to adjust your mindset to is kids will interrupt and you're probably going to just get less done and that's going to make you feel frustration for sure. Um, but this is just kind of how kids are and you know, maybe you have trained your kids really well and you're like, no, that doesn't happen to me. That happens to me on a regular basis. Like it doesn't really matter how often I tell my kids because they're going to forget <laughs> within like 30 seconds that I told them that I didn't want to be interrupted because as soon as they have a need that's greater than anything else, whether it's I stubbed my toe or he took my toy or whatever, all of that coaching that I just gave them goes right out the window. Um, the next mindset thing is like when you're in a crunch or you're feeling stressed, like if there's something that you have to have to have to do, it is really okay for you to let your kids do something that occupies them so that you can focus. And I know you're probably like, well, yeah, Kim, but I know that there are some people who put really strict like time blocks on how much like TV their kids can watch or how long they can play video games or whatever. And if those kids go over those things, they feel really guilty. Um, but in these situations, like this is your coping mechanism for this one time situation. It's not like you're doing this every day um, of the year. It's not like, you know, this is a consistent thing where they're just playing video games for six hours at a time because and, and you're not, you know, like you're just pushing them into their room, getting them the device and like being like, peace out. Um, this is like in completely unusual situations where you uh, are doing like you're going to allow this, which is something you might not normally allow just to get through that time period. Um, so just keep that in mind, like and, and you might be like, well, Kim, that, you know, I would do that anyway. But this is for those people who specifically really struggle or feel guilty about screen time or feel guilty about the amount of time their child plays video games or whatever it may be. Just remember, this is just a one-time thing. Like it is a one-time survival mechanism and you're not, you know, their brains aren't going to be fried or destroyed from this one encounter. So give yourself some grace and let them do what they need to do so that you can do what you need to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. The next point is I want to say that it is okay to call in backup or find backup. So there have been plenty of times when I thought, okay, I'm going to go get the kids off the school bus and... I can do this. Like I'm going to get them off the bus and I'll just continue working for the next two hours and I'll get my stuff done. And it'll be great. And I get them off the school bus and it is just chaos. And they are having a day where they will not leave me alone. Like no matter how many times I tell them or how many times I beg them for quiet or ask them to go outside or whatever it may be. And there are times when I have had to just pick up the phone and say to my parents, Hey, can they come play in your driveway for like two hours so that I can just get some stuff done? That would be great. Like, I just need to finish this project. I need to land this plane. Um, it could be a neighbor friend. It could be your partner, your spouse, whoever is available. Like just being willing to ask for help. Because I think a lot of women, especially, feel like they need to like do all this stuff and like, you know, juggle all these things and that they can do it. But in reality, like if we would just say, okay, I actually can't do this. I actually need quiet. This isn't working. And they would go and get the help they needed. Even if it's just for an hour or two hours, you would be much better off than just fighting the flow. One thing that I definitely used to do before I had a support system where I lived 
was I would literally just take my son to the YMCA child care. I would make like six laps around the track and then I would sit with my computer <laughs> in the Wi-Fi area and just get stuff done. Um, and maybe that means like you need to find a uh, mom's morning out that day. I know like where I live, the YMCA, like when the kids are out of school, like on a day like where it's a teacher work day or something, they have childcare that day, similar to like their summer camps, but it's just for that day. Um, there, there may be community centers around that do that or churches, but just consider like getting help for that day. Like what could you do to when that unexpected thing or that speed bump that you know is coming your way, like a teacher work day or holiday, be able to um, head that off by just putting your kid in childcare for the day, getting help from, you know, some family member or whatever it may be, just head it off. Um, and don't be afraid to ask for help. If you have a spouse who works from home and you've been doing the work from home and kid from home thing for a while, you may need to be like, hey, I'm leaving to go to the coffee shop. I need you to tag in for a bit. We've got to start standing up for what we need. And that is a big part of mindset is being able to say, this is what I need in this situation. And being able to communicate that effectively to other people without shame or feelings of, oh, I'm giving up or like feelings, whatever those feelings are that you experience. Next, when it comes to mindset, I just want to encourage you guys to see the silver lining sometimes when your time is limited. So like, if you're a person who's used to having like all day to work, then you may take that, you know, six or seven hour window that you have and squander pieces of it just because you have it. But when you know that you're not going to have that six or seven hour window, the silver lining is you can actually take the time that you do have and make it more efficient because you'll be able to say, what do I have to get done? What is the most important thing that I could get done? If I could only get one thing done today, one thing, one task, one assignment, what would that one thing be? And, you know, like you may be more efficient in that situation because you focused all your effort on finishing the one thing that was most important instead of having all day to work on or piddle on or do whatever or get distracted or whatever it may be. You just got it done. And one last thing about mindset when it comes to speed bumps related to kids being home or unexpectedly being around is that like, and this is one that I really try so hard, even though it's not always easy to remember in the midst of my frustration or overwhelm or fatigue <laughs> is that it's not going to be long before they stop bothering me. They're eventually going to grow up, lose interest check out, move out, move on with life, be adults, be grownups, and this season of my life will be over. And so I'm trying to be careful about not squandering that. And it's not always easy for me to keep that perspective in mind and just appreciate that they're little and appreciate that they still have interest in <laughs> me and what I'm doing and asking questions and all the things that they do at this age that your kids may be at, whatever age that is, whatever they're doing, that it, they won't be that way forever. Um, so just take a moment in a mindset way to when they are around unexpectedly, seize the day, hug them, love on them, take a break, whatever it may be. So let's talk about now some physical strategies related to if you've got kids at home unexpectedly um, for running your business. 
The number one thing that I have been trying to do, which again, this may not work um, based on your kid's situation, because if they were quiet, you'd be able to work. But there are times when I have to take a nap. And like, if I'm getting really overwhelmed by the situation, or I've already been tired, and then this is piling it on, I just sometimes will go sit in the living room with the kids while they're watching TV and just pass out. Like just being in the room with them makes them not come looking for me. Um, And I'll say, hey, I'm going to take a nap. Please don't wake me up or whatever it may be. And sometimes just that 30 to 45 minutes, even though it's precious time probably for getting work done, gives me the mental reset that I need to get back in the game with the kids and working or handling things. Um, Because fatigue is real. And, you know, if that's piling on stress, being able to lay down and be able to just reset is a good idea. So I'm going to pause just for a second and talk to you guys quickly about some things that are coming up. Number one, I am going to start doing retreats again, which I am thrilled about. And if you don't know what this is, uh, pre-pandemic, I used to do almost quarterly uh, business retreats. And now that the pandemic has sort of seemingly calmed down and we have gotten our brick and mortar business uh, going and steady, I am ready to start redoing retreats again. Um, so these are a little bit different than maybe what you're thinking about other business retreats. So um, if you're used to going to like big conferences and things like that, like that's not what this is. These are intentionally small business retreats of around 30 people and you come, we get together, we do a lot of hands-on work for your business. Um, And if you're used to going to things where there's lots of workshops and back-to-back things and where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking out of an information water hose, how am I ever going to be able to implement all this stuff? That is not what happens here. What happens here is you come, you get away from your everyday responsibilities, you get to know other entrepreneurs, And you're able to spend a weekend really focused on your business, setting goals, uh, tackling some mindset issues and things like that. And we do it all in a very small group of around 30 people. Um, And so I want to encourage you guys, if you're interested in getting a chance to get away and refueling your business, this is your opportunity. So head over to KimAndersonConsulting.com and check out some of the upcoming dates. Uh, The first dates this year are going to be um, May uh, 18th, 19th, and 20th. And so if you want to go check that out, please visit KimAndersonConsulting.com. And the other thing that's coming up is new mastermind groups will be starting in May. So if you don't know what this is, it is my group coaching opportunity that I do with business owners. And so um, I do one-on-one coaching, but if you're a person who's looking for an economical way to get coaching, this is the way to go. So again, you can visit KimAndersonConsulting.com, head over to the menu, check out retreats, check out uh, masterminds or group coaching in the menu and you'll find out all the information that you need, how to register, how to get your ticket, whatever it is. So thanks for letting me take a moment in the middle of this episode and let you guys know about these things. And let's get back to the show. Um, Back to kind of one of the things I talked about with the mental uh, strategy, this physical strategy is really only take on the necessary things. So like, if you know, like if you wake up and your kids got, you know, a fever and you're like, okay, well, we're going to be home today. The first thing you want to do is just, identify like is there anything that just absolutely has to be done hands down has to be done and tackle that everything else can be pushed another day 
One thing that I often will do is if I know, like, let's say that you've got a section of the day, like where your kids are going to be taking a nap or you've got a routine with that, or there's a quiet time established that, you know, they'll go be quiet for a little while. That's when you can choose to work on the things that require focus and concentration. And then the things that don't require a lot of focus and concentration for your business, you know, like, um, maybe it's just simply answering emails or doing some kind of, I don't know, social media interactions or whatever you need to be doing that require less focus and concentration. Try to do those things when you know that your kids are going to be like up and around and like, you know, getting in your face or asking a million questions or whatever it may be. Um, One other thing that I have learned to do over the years is try to set like boundaries with the kids with rewards. Like I'll say, hey, if you guys can leave me alone for the next 30 minutes, then everybody gets a popsicle or whatever it may be. And with that, because I have some kids who do have ADHD as well, um, for me, it's really important for them to have visual cues to remind them. Because, like I said, in like three minutes, they're going to forget whenever their need outweighs (laughs) my my request. So, um, for example, uh, a few years ago, I got one of these little, um, like, balls from Amazon. It's like a little dome light that I can on my phone tell to light up red, green, or yellow, or, you know, some color, whatever color I want it to be. Um, And so I would tell the kids, like, if this ball outside my door is red, do not come in uh, because I'm working. And so that kind of helps the kids remember because they see the red ball, like the red light, and they're like, oh, okay, this is, I can't go in there. They just remind themselves. Um, And then I also use a lot of timers. So like we have, you know, Alexa or We have the Google um, Home device in the kitchen and like I'll tell the Google Home device like, hey, set a timer for 30 minutes. And I tell the kids, leave me alone. Like I need to work for 30 minutes. Um, And if you let me work for 30 minutes, we'll do this or you you can go here or whatever that reward needs to be. So that is one way that you guys may be able to work with your kids if you have like an egg timer or just something very visual Um, when it comes to keeping them out of your workspace You know, if you have a doorknob hanger or if you have like a bandana you can hang on the doorknob or like something that is like a visual, hey, remember that I'm in here working that's different um, than the normal space that can help them. Because I think a lot of times like my kids aren't out to sabotage me. They just literally like forget moment to moment um, because they're driven more by their needs or wants or whatever than they are from our conversation And that can be developmental, that can be whatever, but these are just simple things that I have found over the years kind of help, even if they don't completely eliminate all my problems, like they do help um, lower them. And I find that when I don't use these tools that I have a lot more interruptions than I would otherwise. So I have to take the time to set them up, um, you know, and set them out and talk to my kids about the boundaries. But then I also try to take engagement breaks with the kids. So I'll say, okay, you know, I'm going to work for 30 minutes and then I'm going to come out and we're going to watch an episode of Curious George or something, whatever, or we're going to come out and play a game or whatever it may need to be for them. Um, But just, again, trying to give them an idea that, you know, you're going to work for a period of time and there's something else good that's going to happen if they can be quiet or if they can leave you alone or if they can stay in their rooms. Um... So something else that I've done in the past is I will physically go work at a park 
because I'm trying to get my kids out of their environment and get them into a place where they like stay occupied. And usually like if we're at a park, they just ignore me. So <laughs> like they make friends on the playground and they're there unless, you know, they stub their toe or something like that happens. But it feels like less interruptions most of the time because they get there and they're in a new environment. It's exciting. They, you know, there's other things to do there that's not the normal stuff. And usually like I can connect to my phone, Wi-Fi, or something along those lines so that if I need to work on my computer, I can. Um, or if you have something that can be done that's reading or something that is, you know, watching videos on your phone or, you know, doing some kind of class that you need to do or whatever, that can be something that you can do um, at a park or somewhere that kind of gets them out of their normal routine. And... One of my last go-to things with kids unexpectedly, you know, being at home or being at home for a teacher work day is when they do seem to have trouble giving me space, <laughs> um, instead of using the reward thing, I'll kind of give them something that they hate more to do. So I'll say, hey, you have two options. You can either give me the space I need to work or you can start doing this chore that you hate, right? And I don't say the chore that you hate, I'll just say the chore. But they usually disappear at that moment. Like usually, like once I tell them, if you don't leave me alone, you're gonna need to do all of your laundry or you're gonna need to pick up all your tools on your floor or all these things, they're like, oh, peace out, I'm gone, I'm out, I'm good, no problem, I'll leave you alone because they don't wanna do that thing. Um, so these are just like some strategies that I've used over the years, but I think the key is just trying to help your kids help you as much as possible. And sometimes that means we've got to give our kids reminders. Um, you know, we've got to get them visual cues, like, you know, uh, visual cues. We've got to give them time cues, things like that, um, that help them and us sort of designate time, respect each other's boundaries, all those things. And it's not always easy. It's not a perfect system, but I'm hoping that if you run into a day in the future, near future where you're like, for the love, I just would like to have a day where I get to work and nothing goes wrong. Or like, I just like to have a day where, you know, I just didn't have one sick kid. This is the worst timing ever, whatever. Just keep in mind those mindset principles and these um, strategies that we've talked about today. And, you know, feel free to email me the strategies that you use. And I'd be happy to share those in the Facebook group or go into the Facebook group and share your strategies for how you deal with all of these things. Cause I love to hear what other people are doing as well, because everybody's creative and everybody has different scenarios and different situations that require different amounts of attention, um, for their kids. And I would love to hear like some of you guys' coping strategies. So please pop into the Facebook group and just let me know like what, are some of the things that you use as tools to be able to work when you have unexpected days. Because I think that sometimes those ideas can be inspiration to other people um, and provide them with solutions they really hadn't thought of before. So thanks so much for listening to Tell Me Your Business with Kim Anderson, and I hope that you have a great week ahead.